Welcome to the Nugget of News, a podcast for all the cannabis news you need to stay up to date in the fast-moving ganja industry. With this week's hottest cannabis news from across the country and around the globe, I'm your host, Jake Fox. Starting with international news, we have a story from Civilized.life titled UN Report Accuses U.S. and Canada of Breaking International Cannabis Treaties. The United Nations International Narcotics Control Board latest annual report calls out United States and Canadian medical marijuana laws for being contrary to international control treaties. Over the past year, various United Nations-led organizations have released a number of documents showing their changing attitudes towards international marijuana policy, the most prominent of which came last month when the World Health Organization called for a global reduction in severity of cannabis laws. However, the INCB, which acts as an independent and quasi-judicial monetary body for the implementation of United Nations International Drug Control Conventions, doesn't seem to be on board with those recommendations. The annual report included accusations that countries like Canada and the United States were skirting international drug laws by developing their own recreational marijuana markets. So, interesting news at the global level. We jump to health news with a story from USA Today that's not terribly appealing towards legalization, and it is titled, Car Crashes, Psychosis, and Suicide is the Drive to Legalize Marijuana, Ignoring Major Risk. The story goes on to discuss, legalization is spreading, but as cultural acceptance of cannabis grows, opponents are warning of potential downsides. These critics, doctors, police, auto safety officials, parents, point to stories and studies that link the drug to suicide, schizophrenia, and car crashes. Marijuana might be safer than alcohol or tobacco, they say, but it doesn't make marijuana safe. So interesting report from USA Today. Next, we jump to national news with a story from Rutgers.com titled, Ready to Inhale, Democratic 2020 Contenders Embrace Marijuana Legalization. Cory Broker has reintroduced his U.S. Senate bill to legalize marijuana at the federal level. Beto O'Rourke called for expunging the records for those arrested for possession of the drug. Kamala Harris admitted she had smoked pot. When it comes to legalizing marijuana, many of the current and potential 2020 Democratic presidential contenders are eager to show they are cool with cannabis. Their embrace of the issue reflects a radical shift in public opinion that has brought what was once an extreme political position into the mainstream. A Gallup poll in October found that two of every three Americans support legalization, a record high, and for the first time, a slim majority of Republicans support marijuana legalization. So exciting news for the 2020 race. And next we jump to another story at the national level from Benziga.com titled Safe Banking Act Addresses Cannabis Banking Introduced into Congress. Congress is poised to consider legislation that would give cannabis companies access to banking. The Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act of 2019 was introduced Thursday following a hearing held last month. The bill, authored by Representative Ed Perlmutter, a Democrat from Colorado, Colorado, and Representative Denny Hank, a Democrat from Washington, was co-sponsored by Representative Warren Davidson and Representative Steve Stivers, both Republicans from Ohio. 
The Safe Banking Act of 2019 aims to create protections for depository institutions that provide financial services to cannabis-related legitimate businesses and service providers for such businesses. So that would be a welcome change for the nascent cannabis industry that still is struggling with banking regulations today. And next we jump to international news from Canada with news from globalnews.ca. First Ontario cannabis retail store license issued by AGO, AGCO. And the story goes on to discuss how the first round of cannabis operator licenses under Ontario's licensing regime has been issued by the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario. On Thursday, the AGCO revealed the first three approval locations, the Honeypot Cannabis Co. in Toronto, and other locations in St. Cathedrals and Central Cannabis in London. The Toronto store will be located at 202 Queen, near St. Patrick Street. So exciting news for the country of Canada. And next we jump to stock news with a story from leafly.com titled this year's SXSW Festival has top shelf cannabis lineup. The teams attending SXSW to go on Include shows such as Canatech vs. Trade Tech, Cutting Edge Cannabis Science, The Hot Podcast, and keynote speaker from Troy Dayton with ArcView Investing. Next, we jump to state news with news from Nevada from NewCannabisVentures.com titled Nevada Cannabis Operator. Flower One seeks to raise $500 million in convertible note offering. Out of Toronto, Globe Newswire, Flower One Holding Incorporated is pleased to announce the price and terms of its overnight marketed public offering, previously announced on March 4th. The offering will be conducted on an agency basis for the issuance of up to 50,000 convertible notes of the company at a price of $1,000 per unit. This offering is being led by Mackey Research Capital Corporation and Canna Cord Genuity Corp. The company will also grant agents of option an option to cover the over allotments for the market stabilization purposes. So it goes on to continue to discuss the stock listing with this capital raise. And next we jump to news from Colorado denverpost.com titled Colorado marijuana sales cracked 6 billion since 2014 so an exciting report the Colorado that Colorado marijuana businesses have sold more than 6 billion dollars worth of weed and related products since a voter approved measure allowing adult over adults over the age of 21 to consume recreational cannabis took effect January 1st 2014 the milestone figure was highlighted Tuesday in a news release from the Colorado Department of Revenue's Marijuana Enforcement Division. Colorado crossed the $6 billion sales threshold thanks to record-setting 2018. Sales surpassed $1.55 billion for the year, beating the record of more than $1.51 billion set in 2017. 
So Colorado market continues to steamroll forward. We jump to news in Oregon from businesswire.com titled Ease launches on-demand cannabis delivery in Oregon. Ease, a leading cannabis software platform and marketplace, today announced that its on-delivery platform is now available in Portland, making its first expansion outside of California. The Oregon-based dispensary Califa is partnering with Ease to provide safe legal access to cannabis for adults. So exciting news for the tech company. Next we jump to news out of California from Leafly.com titled California made $300 million on legal cannabis in 2018 and it's just getting started. The world's most influential cannabis market generated around $300 million in taxes in its first year of commercial legalization. And it did with both hands and one foot tied behind its back. Today, the California Department of Tax and Fee Administration released its final tally for cannabis sales and excise tax receipts from 2018. So exciting news for the nascent California marijuana market. We now jump to Massachusetts with news from WGBH.org. Aspiring Massachusetts pot shop owners frustrated by the slow licensing process. As the greater Boston area prepares for its first recreational shop, Slated to open soon in Brooklyn, Brookline, some marijuana advocates argue that the licensing process has been too slow. The Brookline store will be the 11th recreational business in the state since the first one opened in November. The problems, advocates say, is that officials botched one of the most important parts of the marijuana law. The loss gives cities and towns a lot of control over pot shops through what are called host community agreements. The host community agreements allow communities to impose up to a 3% tax on the marijuana businesses, as well as impact fee, a documented amount of extra money a community believes it would spend to support recreational marijuana operations. So sadly, things are still moving slow out on the East Coast and in Massachusetts specifically. We now jump to news in Michigan from mjbizdaily.com titled, Michigan Regulators Set to Close About 50 Unlicensed Medical Marijuana Shops in April. The story goes on to discuss how the state of Michigan is poised to enforce a March 31st deadline for about 50 unlicensed cannabis dispensaries, medicinal, to close, but are recommending allowing licensed facilities to continue to buy product from caregivers after that date. The caregiver extension is critical to ensuring enough medical marijuana supplies are on the market, whilst the state transitions to a smaller, more restrictive market, experts say. Michigan cannabis attorney Michael Stein noted in an interview with Marijuana Business Daily that the caregiver's products may be tested before being distributed. Michigan's marijuana market under the new regulatory framework generated sales of $42 million in its first four months of operation, exceeding the expectation of many, according to the Detroit Free Press. And next we jump just east to Maryland with a story from MarijuanaMoment.com titled, Key Maryland Committee Holds Hearing on Two Marijuana Legalization Bills. A Maryland House committee took testimony on two bills to legalize marijuana on Wednesday. Several panels of witnesses appeared before the House Judiciary Committee to speak about the legalization during a lengthy hearing with experts from the organizations 
such as law enforcement action partnership challenging the ongoing criminalization of cannabis. One bill sponsored by Delegate Eric Ludic would allow adults 21 and older to possess, cultivate, and purchase marijuana. Legal possession would be limited to one ounce of flour and five grams of concentrate, and individuals could grow up to four plants at a time. Delaware, Delegate Vanessa Atterbury, the vice chairman of the committee, said that she'd be, been fundamentally opposed to legalization in previous years, but that she's now more in the mindset that it's been growing on me. So exciting news out of Maryland. Next, we jump to news in Pennsylvania from philly.com titled Pennsylvania is taking research applications from cannabis firms again. Pennsylvania released applications for cannabis companies that want to participate in the state's much vaunted medical marijuana research program. Each winner will be granted a permit to grow cannabis and a permit to open six retail dispensaries. Each applicant must have pre-existing research contract with one of eight state-approved health systems. Applications are due on April 11th. And next we go just next door to New Jersey with a story from Bloomberg.com titled, New Jersey's Lower Forecast Shows Marijuana No Financial Panacea. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy appears to have rolled back expectations for how much marijuana will help ease the state's financial plan. Murphy's 3.86, $38.6 billion budget, which relies on a millionaire tax to bring in an extra half a billion dollars, assumes that legalizing and taxing recreational marijuana would produce $60 million of revenue during the first six months if sales begin January 1st, halfway through the fiscal year. That's far cry from the $300 million a year that Democrat estimated could be generated when he was running for office in 2017. The shift illustrates the difficulty in forecasting how much states can reap by ending the long-running prohibition of the drug, an idea that's also under consideration in New York and Illinois. In Chicago, Mayor Rahm Emanuel has seen it as a way to help cover the city's swelling bills to its employee pensions funds. But with the business long operating in tax-free black market, legalization hasn't proven a windfall for governments just yet in part because some consumers are still buying underground. In California, the nation's largest state, marijuana taxes are expected to generate $355 million during the current budget, a tiny fraction of the budget's $139 billion of the government's $139 billion budget. So interesting news out of New Jersey, talking about taxes for state governments. And next we go to Illinois with a story from the dailyherald.com titled, Pritzker Pot Plan Gets Pushback from Some Suburban Lawmakers. A suburban lawmaker is receiving bipartisan support to put the brakes on fellow Democrats and Governor J.B. Pritzker's push to legalize recreational marijuana in Illinois. The people of Illinois are going to be safer when it's legalized, the new Democratic governor told the Daily Herald's editorial board Monday. Democratic Marty Mullen of De Plains disagrees, and so do 34 lawmakers in both parties co-sponsoring his House resolution to slow the progress. 
Woolen in the legalization of permits, including the Illinois Association of Chiefs of Police, will participate in a rally against Purdue's law Wednesday at the Capitol in Springfield. And next, we jump down south to Florida with a story from FloridaToday.com titled, Senate Signs Off on Smokable Marijuana by 34-4 to 4 Margin. Out of Tallahassee, Bowing to a demand by Governor Ron DeSantis, the Florida Senate on Thursday overwhelmingly approved a measure that would allow patients to smoke medical marijuana if doctors deem it proper treatment. Under the proposal, patients could buy up to an ounce, two and a half ounces of medical pot during a 35-day period and would be able to possess up to four ounces of cannabis at a given time. Smoking of cannabis, which would have to be purchased from state-authorized operators, would be banned in public places. Patients, patients under the age of 18 would be allowed to smoke the treatment only if they were terminally ill and have a second opinion from a board-certified pediatrician. So exciting news out of the southern state of Florida. And next we jump out to Hawaii with news from mjbizdaily.com titled, Hawaii launches a program allowing qualified visitors to buy medical cannabis. Hawaii medical marijuana dispensaries soon could enjoy a boost in sales after regulators announced that cardholders from other states may register to buy marijuana during their visits. The state health department estimates that 5,000 out-of-state visitors will apply for a 60-day marijuana card in the first year of the, res- of the program. And next we jump to the Midwest with a story from... Oklahoma titled Medical Marijuana Advocate Voicing Concerns Over Oklahoma Unity Bill from K4.com out of Oklahoma City. An advocate for medical marijuana is voicing his concern over a bill aimed at providing Oklahoma with a regulatory framework for the industry. Dubbed the Unity Bill, House Bill 2612 unanimously cleared the Senate committee last week and is eligible by to be heard on the Senate floor today, Monday. The bill includes sections specifically related to the packaging and labeling guidelines, along with safety-sensitive jobs. According to the legislation, no employer may refuse or hire, refuse to hire or penalize an applicant or employee solely based on the basis of a positive test for marijuana or metabolites. An exception, however, would apply to positions involving safety-sensitive job duties, such as driving or operating machine-powered tools. And next we jump just a little bit further to the east to Ohio with a story from 10tv.com titled as ninth medical marijuana dispensary opens in Ohio patients still face high prices more than 200 pounds of medical marijuana has been sold in Ohio since the program started this year grossing more than 1.5 million in sales but with 5,400 active patients seeking marijuana from nine dispensaries, many patients are dealing with high demand and limited supply. So the simple economic equation has left some Ohio patients feeling the pinch of high prices, a problem that seems to be common among new marijuana markets. And with our final story for the week, we go to Missouri with a story from fox4kc.com titled Doctors, Patients, growers weigh in on Missouri's medical marijuana regulations. Missouri's Department of Health and Senior Services came to the University of Missouri-Kansas City Wednesday for its fourth of five medical marijuana forums being conducted throughout the state. 
The forum provides opportunities to provide feedback about what should or should not be included in the medical marijuana pro program and regulations that will be published June 4th. According to Lindahl Frager, director of Missouri Medical Marijuana Regulations, said, We take the info back and they look at it, research it, and see if something can be put into place. So exciting news for the state of Missouri that's implementing its new cannabis program this year. Thank you for listening to the Nugget of News. If you have any requests, please feel free to send them to us on our Facebook or Twitter page. We'd love if you gave us a like or follow on those as well. Thank you again for listening. I'm Jake Fox, and this has been your weekly Reefer Recap.